Hey, um, guys, what's that Tim Robbins movie? Uh, Shawshank Redemption? No, um, you know the one, ugh, H- I can't. H- Hudsucker Proxy? No, 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 no. Mm. Um, Nothing to one? lose. Nothing to lose. No. Mm. Shoot. He's like funny in it. Tape heads. No. Oh, um, Fraternity Vacation. Oh. oh. Wait, what? Music. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the New World Pictures podcast. Yeah, that's right. I emphasize the word pictures because it's new. We did some rebranding, everybody. We're now New World Pictures podcast, uh, formerly known as New World Podcast. We realized uh, because someone uh, told us online, hey, uh, New World Podcast, uh, there's like thousands of people called the New World Podcast. You should do something (laughs) about that. So we became New World Pictures podcast since that's what we do here. We're trying to watch every single movie released by New World Pictures, which, as we continue through this podcast, is starting to feel Herculean on our parts <laughs> that we are attempting to do this because there are so many movies. And, uh, and it, just when I think I know the scope of what we're doing, I find another one. But we're excited to talk about a movie tonight. And so let's get into it. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. I'm excited to talk about this one. I'm excited. Good. And Erica? I rebranded myself, too. Oh! I go by Erica Pictures now. (laughs) (laughs) We're rebranding the entire family to pictures. Yeah. Uh, Also, we have a very special guest with us. We're so excited. You know him from his writing in Esquire, his book Party of One, and from hosting the podcast Troubled Waters, and co-hosting Homophilia, the podcast, terrific podcast you should be listening to, American treasure, Dave Holmes, is with us. Ryan, uh, Erica, Mark, thank you. Hi. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for being thank here. Thank you, you treasure. Oh, my God. You're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> no, I'm, not I'm at all. delighted to be here. And I'm even more delighted that Fraternity Vacation had not yet been snapped up. I don't know how it's possible. <laughs> I don't know either. How is that? How is that left? Yeah. I can think it's, of a couple of reasons. It's something. Um, yeah, I. but there it was, right for the taking, so I swiped it, and I'm so glad I did. There it is. Well, uh, no regrets. And, and that is, Dave has told you what we're going to talk about, and so did the title of this episode, because we were talking about 1985's Fraternity Vacation. Meet Joe. Take off his trunks. And mother. This could be interpreted as perverted behavior. And introducing. How do you do, sir? I'm Wendell Tavette. My name's Wendell Tavette. Hi! I'm Wendell Tavette. Nice to meet you. They're three fun loving fraternity brothers on vacation. Welcome to Palm Springs, you assholes. Fraternity vacation. You know, I try to treat these kids decently when they come into town. Pack it up, let's go home. I'm fair, I'm lenient. I order you to get first. What thanks do I get? Oh! 
They're determined to make new friends. Hi, boys. Mind if we join you? And share a holiday adventure <laughs> they'll never forget. Some doctor thinks he's found a cure for herpes. Boy, would that be a relief? And he's going to learn how to mingle. Gossip. He owns one of the largest pig farms in central Iowa. And get first-class service. <laughs> Can I buy you a drink? Would you care to dance? I guess a blowjob in the parking lot would be out of the question. It's not just another holiday excursion. Oh, wow, look at the moon. Fraternity Vacation. It's the comedy that asks the question, Have you dicks got anything better to do? We do everything. Oh, great. Fraternity vacation. If we had it to do over, we'd do it again. All in the National Guard. Fraternity vacation. It's the best time of the year. <laughs> That's right. Fraternity vacation. Yeah, it's the best time of the year. <laughs> I don't understand. They, they never mention that it's spring break. Yeah, but you would, yeah, fraternity spring break would maybe have been, fraternity <laughs> vacation is not a thing. Nope. That no, is not, not an expression no. that anyone you ever You never used. hear people saying, so where are you going for fraternity vacation this year? Yeah, where did you, oh, oh, you went to University of Iowa, where did you have your fraternity vacations? Um, nobody says that because the implication is that only the fraternity would go, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Nobody this, else the entire fraternity does not go unless it is a fraternity of three. Well, I do. I actually really do love the implication that fraternities have uh, two active members and one pledge, and that's it. Because that <laughs> I, I don't even I didn't even write down the name of of uh, mother and and oh god, what's his name? Joe. Joe and mother. Joe. Yeah. Uh, and Wendell's fraternity, but the other one, like the evil Matt McCoy. And Lee McCloskey, Jazz the two of them too. and yeah, Chaz Sorry, and that. whatever. Chaz and JC. Okay, yeah, they they're only two people in their fraternity too. They don't even have a pledge. So what's going on? Yeah, this I don't just know. Like, that is, yeah, it's it's a very small two rivals, and they should really win out because they are outnumbered because Chaz and yeah. JC are the only ones. Well, let's uh, yeah. dive in. Fraternity vacation sponsored by Miller Lite. Yeah. Uh, you gotta <laughs> no love kidding. the yeah. amount of Miller Lite drank in this. I feel like all the actors were paid in Miller Lite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. This is directed by James Frowley, who who had directed the Monkeys TV show and the Muppet yeah. movie. The Muppet and movie. And also guys. this. Wow. <laughs> what on um, earth? He was mostly directing TV at the time. He was doing Magna P.I., Scarecrow, Mrs. King, Cagney Lacey, and fit into his schedule. Uh, this and then he went back mostly to TV. He doesn't hasn't done many features. He's directed mainly in TV. And speaking of TV, mm -hmm. writer Lindsay Harrison, who I believe is a lady, who wrote this. She's also a TV writer. She wrote this, and then she went back to TV, and she's been writing on TV shows ever since. In fact, she the only movies she's written are a couple movies. Maybe you've heard of them. My boyfriend's back, mm. not the one you think about. It's a TV uh -huh. movie from 1989. Not the <laughs> oh, one you were okay. thinking of. She also oh. wrote Close Encounters, not the oh. one you're thinking of, not the Spielberg. It's a 1990 TV movie. Mm. But she's also written for The Sisters TV show and Diagnosis Murder, but also wrote Fraternity Vacation. 
Well, but look how many doors this movie kicked open for her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, it did. Yeah, you don't you don't get to sail a ward without without a movie like this. <laughs> you don't, you don't get right. to Julianne Phillips without a fraternity vacation under your belt. <laughs> That's right. It doesn't happen. Oh, now, no we always have our guests uh, pick the movies when they come on, and this was your pick, Dave. It was. Um, so it was. I have to ask, as I ask all our guests. Why fraternity vacation? I don't ask all guests this. I'm going to ask just specifically you. But <laughs> why fraternity vacation? Um, well, because I I I uh, rented it on pay per view in like probably 1985 <laughs> or six, um, like right when I would have been like first able to like you know maybe stay at home when my parents were out of town for a night or two or whatever. Uh-huh. Or, or they were at a, you know, a work function or, or something. And yeah. we'd just gotten cable and there was pay-per-view. And I had learned that, like, you know, the, the pay-per-view function was, like, bewildering to all of us. So I could rent movies that were a, a little hard R like this that mm-hmm. they never would have allowed me to rent from movies to go. But, like, I could hit a series of buttons and then if they even looked at the bill and saw fraternity vacation, I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I, I was, I hit a button that I didn't mean to or whatever, or Hollywood hot tubs. Another one um, <laughs> that I for sure watched on pay-per-view, but I, but so I watched it. And I think honestly, um, I think it was because of Cameron die. Okay. Um, okay. Because I love Valley girl. And I think Cameron die is um, like, and like an underrated, uh, beauty of the eighties. I think, you know, he does, mm. he does exactly one thing, but he does it better than anyone in the world. I think he's absolutely gorgeous. Um, I, I, Tim Robbins didn't register for me at the time. Um, I think I knew Amanda beers from all my children. Like there was just a lot <laughs> going on. Nice. Okay. And, and it was like, you know, it was kind of like a, um, a male centered sex comedy, like kind of a low key sure. homoerotic sex comedy. And uh, so it was right up my alley. And I remember I remember renting it. And then I watched it just a couple of days ago for this. And I did not retain one thing. I don't remember <laughs> anything about this movie at all. I didn't remember. And this was like two days ago. And I took notes. And I'm looking at my notes. And I'm like, yeah, I don't remember from two days ago this movie. <laughs> it's aggressively... <laughs> It's aggressively uh, forgettable. Aggressively very, very, very forgettable. Yeah. That's the charm of, I feel like, a lot of New World movies that mm-hmm. you yeah. do finish them and you go, what did I just watch? Yeah. What yeah, happened? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What was that about? Yeah. It's not bad. Well, it is no, bad. No, no. It's, it's bad. It I actually mean, is bad. Well, tr- tr- since we've been doing this uh, and watching a lot of New World movies, I can I can definitely, definitively say amongst new world movies this is not bad okay yeah this is okay. not bad yeah <laughs> for, for oh, a lot way worse we have seen way worse and um, way longer i liked sure. that it was kind of just you know yeah we but were there and we were done yeah but let's yeah. let's dive into this and by doing so we're gonna go around first and talk about what this movie is about mark let's start with you what's this movie about I'm pretty convinced that this was the city of palm springs trying to convince spring breakers to not come to palm springs they were like we need we need an industrial that's going to go out and show people that palm springs pretty shitty 
The cops, <laughs> real shitty. Don't come here. Don't come here. And Don't. if that's true, if my hypothesis is true, mission accomplished, Palm Springs. Good job. Whoever your <laughs> PR person was, kick them down a little bonus. Dave, what is this movie about? Uh, this movie is the origin story of uh, a porn actor named Stephen <laughs> Jeffries. So true. You know this, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I'm not it sure is... Erica knows this. Wait. But I Mark and I, I know, this. know this. Uh, uh, Wendell Tavette, Stephen mm-hmm. Jeffries, went yes. on to do gay porn in the 90s. Yes. Wow. Af- after he does 978 uh, Evil... Yeah. Nine seven six. Sorry, nine seven six evil. I'm sorry. Oh, that's why. Get it never, right. That's why get they never called me right. back. This yeah. is why they never <laughs> call me back. You don't even. I know never the get name. their machine. Now wow. I get it. Um. Yeah. He he did nine seven six evil instead of doing uh, Fright Night two. They were mm-hmm. going to shoot at the same time. He does that. and He does like two more movies, and then um he'd been working so much after college that he decided to take a break. Mm-hmm. And by taking a break, he decided to do about ten or twelve years worth of porn now i myself was only able to find maybe three films um that he did and that's on the internet where all the porn is so i did i found his alias and all that and i did Uh do some digging and i only found like really three only three like separate scenes i was able to find so it, it could have just been a brief detour I don't know. It's hard it, to say. It's it. He is not hiding it. Like he talked about in no. interviews, and it is on his IMDb. Well, you I can mean, see he lost his virginity in the desert, and so he just wanted mm-hmm. to explore it. He That's had right. some. Yeah, I think so. some. You know, he had to go for it and try but, it. But I mean, that, honestly, right? for me, it is not. It is not hard to see a Wendell Tavet getting into porn. You know, given given his first sexual experience, given mm-hmm. um, you know the boys that he looks up to, given Max Wright right. as a father. Um, I think there's, I think that it, the seeds have been planted. So, I mean, it, yeah, it was the real life Stephen Jenkins, Stephen Jenkins, Stephen Jeffries, uh, who, who did the porn, but in my mind, it's actually Wendell to that. <laughs> when I, when I watched them, which I did, yeah. um, it was Wendell to that. Nice. Yeah. And you were like, Hey, I watched that kid in a pay-per-view movie and I don't know what it was about. I can't remember it. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it is just so aggressively forgettable but so i i will tell you i did when i went to find the scenes and watch all of them which i did i did in the i did it in the middle of fraternity vacation so about halfway through i was like let's see what you got Stephen um slash wendell tibet and uh and so i went and i i i did look i took about a half hour little Little they side tour. trip on my fraternity vacation. Sure. And, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And you know, yeah. I have thoughts. You stopped you stopped <laughs> over in Indio and you just decided to check mm-hmm. out what Steven I'm sorry, Sam Ritter, what Sam, Sam Ritter, Ritter was doing in the nineteen nineties into starting in nineteen ninety three's Hole in the Wall. Mm-hmm. That's where his career begins, and he actually ends it in two thousand two's Seaman Training Day. Uh, where he was yeah where he is built he's actually billed as stefan bordeaux does he bring that this is on so does he bring that telescoping lens to each one of those movies <laughs> in a sense <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, 
uh, Erica, what is this movie about? I mean, I've learned so much. <laughs> I knew this I, would be I, I don't a know great anymore. surprise to you that you did not know this about Stephen Jeffries. I don't know anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm, have to, I'm yeah. like rewatching all of it in my mind now in a completely different lens. <laughs> yes, you know it what has. it's about? It's about learning. <laughs> I'm learning. The characters learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. I'm College students lesson. always learning. Yeah. Always well, this is the what boundaries. the movie is about, according to Letterboxd. Um, we're on Letterboxd. I don't, are you on Letterboxd, Dave? Yeah, I, I'd never do anything with it, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, fine. <laughs> don't don't oversell it. Don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's there. I started an account. I think I was like, don't. oh, I just saw, you know, fucking um, whatever, uh, whatever screener I watched. Let me see. Let me see what I. I think I. I think I did one review. Uh, I think after this episode, don't worry, you are going to get way more followers on Letterboxd than we will. But, um, okay. but nevertheless, we oh. are both we are both on Letterboxd. So that's good. Oh, I, get, I went on to give Soul three stars. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite the review. Well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So here's what this movie is about. According to Letterboxd, a nerd gains the friendship of two of his frat, frat brothers. I already have problems with the synopsis. Yes. I already have issues. Is that what Gains this movie's about? The friendship. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't seem when, like that. When his dad offers them his condo for the week in Palm Springs, it was his cousin. Was so his cousin. I am very mm-hmm. much. Yeah, they're very I'm clear. Not, it's his the, dad, the dad offers to build a sauna slash hot tub. Yes, if, correct. He, if like if Wendell gets a girlfriend, correct. But the place is the cousins. Yes, exactly. They meet two guys from a rival fraternity and make a bet on who can nail the designated babe first. Designated this sounds babe. like oh, it's terrible. This is a terrible. This is it's you know. it's like the it's like the TV version of this movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's mostly it's like the that. TV guide synopsis that you would read. Yeah, right. I mean, but, yeah, yeah, that gets to it. That gets to it. I will say it does. It does. It does offer the fact that this movie does sound like two different movies, which is true. Yeah. It movie does have two mm-hmm. separate tracks, and yeah. we'll get into how right. where that happens. But right. there's a movie about Wendell Tavette uh-huh. and his experience going with these frat brothers on spring break. Mm-hmm. And his father is does early on promise them, like, if you get him a girl, I'll get you a hot tub. Then there's also Mother and Joe, who are also in a bet with a rival fraternity on who can have sex with this one particular girl first. And it's these yeah. just two movies just sort of speeding along uh, Fast and Furious style. But then, <laughs> but then, honestly, guys, there's a third movie that starts way, like, two-thirds of the way in. Uh, okay. uh, but we'll get there. I, I, okay. I would argue okay. that it is, in fact, three movies. Yeah. Um, oh, good. Oh, good. It's yeah. Um, and it's also in, in the grand tradition of 80s, you know, high school slash college sex comedies. Um, uh, assaulty. <laughs> like yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. like not even yeah. not even like not woke or whatever like actively like what is happening is uh illegal and unethical and (laughs) everyone involved is going to jail and then hell yeah some of the characters actually even land in jail uh for these things which is like unlike a lot of 80s sex comedies where like 
you know, there is no mea culpa needed by anyone because mm-hmm. everyone's in the right. This one at right. least puts a shade of like, maybe some of this stuff isn't correct. Yeah, but but by not correct, they, they categorize it mostly as just being a little bit pervy or a little dirty versus right, like outright right. sexual assault, which is yes. what most of this is. Yeah, nobody ends up in jail for any of the assaulty stuff. It's just, <laughs> it's for other stuff that is illegal and dumb. Right. Well, right. Wendell get, does drop into a, uh, you know, drop down off of the balcony into another balcony and he is arrested for supposedly uh, sexual assault. But that's not assault. That's just, he, no, no. Like he falls off a roof because, because he turned around too quickly. Yeah. Like right. that's right. the explanation right. for him falling off the roof is like he turns his head too quickly and then he falls off a roof. And, and what typically happens when you fall off a roof is when you land, oh, well, we your, pants pants your pants down. fall down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what happens. And then, yeah, and then he lands on When you're staring at the moon, you can't yeah. keep your pants on. That's you not, do you it. don't keep your it's pants on. one or the on. other. You don't keep, you also, keep, when you're going to go up on the roof, you always wear your biggest pants. Right. Everybody yes. knows that. You always right. wear Everybody your largest that. pants. That's your moon watching yes. pants is your yes. big pants. You wear your yeah. big pants. <laughs> and then, so then, yeah, so he's on the roof of the, the condo complex where they have been staying and he moves his head too fast, which causes him to fall off a roof. And and then holding onto a railing causes his pants to fall off. And then he like fall. He, he like lands feet first, like lands on his feet on on the balcony of a woman who is so like excitable about it that she's like rape. But meanwhile, she lives in the condo complex where a thousand actual rapes are happening, and that's the story of the film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. Yeah. Exactly. It's it just it's it, it defies logic. By the way, where did, where did you watch this, Dave? Because we always like to say where people can watch this movie. Uh, it's it's just on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's fully there on is YouTube. also a, a Scorpion Blu-ray as well. If you no, want to purchase, there is. Uh, if you want to purchase this and own it uh, wow. in your video library, crisp as day. <laughs> and it was for a while on Prime, but it's not on Prime anymore. I double checked no. that today. Okay. It is just basically on YouTube. It's not even on Tubi. Let's quickly go through the cast. As we all know, Tim Robbins uh, plays Mother, mm-hmm. but he's fifth build on this, just so you know, because at the time, yeah. his biggest role at that point was a three episode arc on St. Elsewhere. Holy cow. Ryan knows hey, everything wow. about St. Elsewhere. We've covered this in <laughs> earlier episodes. I love St. Elsewhere, everybody. Um, Same. It's an incredible Same. cast. An incredible let me tell you, the let me tell you, he elevates this movie, Tim Robbins. He does. Absolutely. He really does. Yeah. He does what um, what Tom Hanks does in Bachelor Party. Right. You know? Right. Um, it, it's, he, you know, he does what John Cusack has done in, in lesser films. Like he's, mm-hmm. there's, there's a naturalistic, uh, like you, you buy him yes, as yeah. not only a college student, but like a clever college student, someone you'd want to hang out with. He's great. Yeah. And, and he does what a lot of good actors will do in a lot of these kind of eighties movies. Well, they will elevate this movie to make you think you're watching something better than you are. Yes. Speaking of uh, that would then bring us to Cameron die. Now, mm-hmm. Tim Robbins at the time was doing various TV episodes and commercials <clears throat> and using that money to, to uh, fund his theater because he started the actors gang here in LA. Yeah. 
And that also included Cameron Dye, who is also a founding member of this theater company as well. I didn't and that know is, that. I think, why they have such a great rapport mm. um, on this, because they feel like friends, like yeah. instantaneously yeah. feel like friends yeah. and good friends. Yeah. And that's because they've known each other already for years and done theater together. Oh, I buy it. Okay. And David said his biggest role was Valley Girl, and he had already done Valley Girl. That is why Cameron Dye is billed third ahead of Tim Robbins. Next, we have uh, Cherie J. Wilson. She's second billing. She's playing Ashley, and she's most well-known for uh, Dallas. She did a stint on Dallas after this movie, but also she was on Walker, Texas Ranger. Mm. She, at that point, this point, it was transitioning from modeling, and she was transitioning from modeling into acting. Right before this movie, she did a movie called Crime Wave which was directed by Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. It's the movie he did between Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. And it oh. was a movie that did so badly <laughs> that it literally just got dumped off and nobody really knew it. And uh, that that is now out on Blu-ray as well. So you can pick that one up as well. Um, okay. Lee McCloskey is fourth build, still ahead of Tim oh, Robbins. God. He's playing Chaz, and he is also known from Dallas. He was coming from, he was early in the 80s in Dallas. Yeah. He played UC, uh, Lucy Ewing's husband, Mitch Cooper. But he's uh, most known by Mark and I, at least. and <laughs> Totally. And he's most known by Mark and I, and, and maybe Erica, uh, for being in Dario Argento's Inferno. Um, but also the star of Double Revenge, guys, which is the only other movie written by John Sharkey, who wrote last episode Omega Syndrome. Oh. He's the dub, he's the second star in that movie. Wow. Now we have to see Double Revenge. Wait, do we? Yes, we do. Wow. Of course we do. Are you sure? Okay. Are you sure uh, about that? And of yeah. course, top billing, top billing of this goes to Stephen Jeffries. Stephen uh, Jeffries. Soon to be Sam Ritter. <laughs> um, this is his second movie after Heaven Help Us. And he was mm-hmm. actually, before that, he was on Broadway. Nominated for a Tony. Nominated for a Tony. What? And yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, little wow. evil Ed, little evil Ed got a Tony. Yeah, and then for, while he was making this movie, he got cast for Fright Night. He had gone in for an audition for Weird Science, I think, for the Anthony Michael Hall role, and it was an accident that he showed up. I think they'd already really cast it, and that casting director called him back and cast him in Fright Night, and that's how he oh got Fright God. Night. He got that. Plus, he, wasn't wow. this supposed to be the start of the romantic comedy franchise between Stephen Jeffries and Amanda Bierce? That's right. Because it That's seemed right. like like they were they were going to be the next hot couple in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, there's so much of the story left untold. <laughs> that chemistry spills from this movie into Fright Night. Because oh, that absolutely. is just oh, yeah. the two uh, of them. I mean, the, just the feels sexual feel magnetism between the, the sparks, two. The sparks. The sparks happening ooh, between Amanda ooh. Bierce and Stephen Jeffries. So Heaven Help Us, his his character in Heaven Help Us, very memorable um, because he is literally constantly masturbating. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that is the whole character. And that's his whole story is he's just constantly masturbating. It's uh, it's an all boys Catholic school, which everyone in my all boys Catholic school watched because it was extremely like our experience, mm. you know, except that it was a movie and it really wasn't. But it was like the, the school itself and the uniforms and all that kind of stuff. That, that was like that was very my school. So it was, Heaven Help Us was wildly popular. And I always felt a little bad for Stephen Jeffries because his character was literally always masturbating. 
<laughs> but he he used that experience later on in the nineties. Sure yeah, he sure did. So yeah, he was, he was just <clears throat> prepping, gathering skills. <laughs> yeah, well, he was you know, building up his resistance. He was learning yeah. to have a good stamina. Yeah. I mean, these Doing are all important kegels. skills to know in life. <laughs> exactly, yeah. kegels hugely important, yeah. underrated. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, part yeah. of you know mm-hmm. all things. But also masturbating. By the way, this is the only New World appearance for all these actors, these main actors in the movie that we've gone over. But let's dive into the movie. Wendell, as you start this movie, we started in in glorious black and white at the Des Moines airport. Um, Wizard of Oz-esque. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, because once we leave the snowy domains of Des Moines, then we really open up to color, and the color is California. But I had a question because Wendell's a pledge in their in their fraternity, and I've never I was never in a fraternity. But it seems like his pledge duties are just to like hang out and have a great spring break. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. is that normal? Is I don't I, I don't I have no experience, but it feel it didn't feel like this is n- normally. I know that they uh, explain it like Tim Robbins and Cameron Dye talk about the fact that hey, he's giving us a free place. The parents are yep. flying us. Yeah, but it still felt like. They don't ever really make him do. It doesn't feel like he's ever doing like pledge stuff. He's never hazed in any way. Yes, he is in yeah. fact only supported. Mm-hmm. They right. they like go out and, and give him a makeover and they like you know they <laughs> right. teach him things <laughs> right. and they're yes. very kind. Yeah. Also, he doesn't seem to have any pledge brothers. There, it, it, it is as though he is the only person who is pledging pledging this fraternity. It, one one could argue that they just didn't understand the definition of the term hazing, and they thought it was more about bringing someone in, showing them support and love, and yeah. that you're going to help them aspire and be who who they think they can be. Get them a makeover, yeah. give build some self confidence. I mean, know? if this is what it's like to be in a fraternity, I should have joined one. I made a mistake. <laughs> I had a different idea. Yeah, you missed yeah. out. I could did. have had that makeover. You could have had. The... I know. Could have had a very small, intimate vacation. <laughs> That's right. A, a critical part of the fraternity experience during spring or even summer doesn't matter what time of year yeah, it is because it's a fraternity yeah. vacation. It's just all you have to know is that it's the best time of the year. Yeah. It's and it's the best vacation you'll ever take. Yeah. Yeah. Once they show up in Palm Springs, they do immediately go into a montage as they try to do a makeover on Stephen Jeffries and make him look better, which is odd because Tim Robbins is wearing like a shirt. That's basically the hat of somebody who works at hot dog and a stick. Yes. Yeah. He has got some bold shirts and he basically gets a haircut and the haircuts just like them putting gel in his hair and just kind of sprucing it a bit. Basically what they, what they make uh, Wendell to go through is not so much a, a makeover montage as it is the ZZ top legs video. Um, they they just fully take him from store to store and then just like drape him in new fabrics and like change the hair a little bit, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's set to a like a Bananarama album track, which yes. I mm-hmm. loved. Yes, um, Shy Boy uh, from Deep Sea Skiving. Deep Sea Skiving. Yeah, they they go deep on the Bananarama catalog here. I, I, I have do. a lot of questions about the playlist of Palm Springs in 1985. Um, that, you know, I knew you would, I knew you yeah, would, Dave. It's an, it's odd. It's an odd, it's that, odd. that whole montage though. I kept waiting for the fact that they're carrying a boom box to play into the montage. Mm-hmm. And at first it seemed like, Oh cool. They're carrying a boom box to kind of, that's a very for its time thing to do. 
And by the end, I kind of felt like, did someone hand them that boombox? We're like, dude, can you hold on to this for a minute? I'll be right back. Because they're just yeah. carrying it around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's more of a hindrance than anything. It seems- well, I mean, if it's bumping the Bananarama, <laughs> yeah, it belongs there. <laughs> they, they are definitely the headliner for this vacation because they have three tracks in the soundtrack yeah. from Bananarama. So, and I love where they do play, like, the songs. Uh, like, for instance, in this in this montage, Shy Boy is a is a perfect song to play while they're dressing up up in all these different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's, you know, and it, it also happens right at the time when I'm like, Palm Springs is never this straight an experience. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is such a hetero college spring break moment. And my mm-hmm. personal Palm Springs experience does not match up to that one bit. So every time the story pulls me out and I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. This is happening in Palm Springs. Then Bananarama comes in and it's like, okay, you, you know, you know, you're queering right. this movie. Um, I, uh, I really, during, during the, uh, during the makeover sequence, um, uh, Cameron Dye and Tim Robbins really give you a strong bosom buddies effect mm-hmm. you know like their mm-hmm. their chemistry is very good but they also have that like um whatever uh kip and whatever his name was in uh, bosom buddies where they're like they're you know constantly like they're shopping and they're you know throwing bananas at each other or whatever it's like this like weird too close for friendship kind of thing where like one will take the other's head and shake it no you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Or, yeah, like, yeah. Yep. or like slip a hat on the other one's head or whatever. It's like, it's, it's very, it's touchy and like very intimate. It's very, As I was thinking I about it. this movie today. I thought about that, that sequence because really it's not necessary. It, it, they, they literally yeah. introduce one outfit that he wears, which is the suit at the end. Yeah. Steven uh-huh. Jeffries wears that later to meet Nicole's parents, but like, it's not neat. Like all the, and uh, mother and Joe also put on different outfits, which they then don't wear. And as they leave the store, uh-huh. the only person carrying tons of boxes and outfits is is Wendell Tevet. So there's right. there's no need for this sequence. We don't need it in any way. But I think mm-hmm. it's because it so anchors that like they are good friends and they do have such like legit chemistry as buddies that that's why that sequence kind of works. But again, yeah. it tells you that you're on a different you're in a different movie than you are. Right. Because yes. soon enough we um we are going to we're going to break off from this threesome that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Uh and we get to the condo. Where is Wendell's cousin do you think at the moment? Like cuz he has left that fridge stocked. Right. There's no furniture in the living room, but the fridge is stocked. With condiments, I, I, everything that you need, like the, like he left fresh milk. And thought he, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, would you roll up on some place that wasn't yours and open the fridge and drink the milk that's there? Because they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not right. No. Uh, they're pulling beers out of the fridge. Like they're just like at home. They walk in and yeah. they are at home. And the only thing that they think is weird is that there's no, there's nothing in the living room. But that place that is it, stocked. They're ready to like. It's like they just left. In fact, yeah, th- they never buy any alcohol at all in the movie. The fridge is seemingly forever stuffed. Fridge with is stocked. The fridge is stocked. 
And you know what? Honestly, Mark, you're absolutely right. They, they leave out the, the trope of the 80s college sex comedy, errands. <laughs> there are no errands. There's no grocery no. shopping. There's none of the thing where it's like, I'll get this and you you get you go to the produce and then and then we'll work it out later. And then um, arguing about the bill later on and someone doesn't yeah. want to pay for something. I mean, it's yeah. been in all of them. So yeah. I don't know why I mean, they left it out I, this one. I guess that's probably why they did it. It's just been done so many times. But uh <laughs> what does having the, the living room empty get us? Nothing. Zero. Nothing. It does not. It does not get Nothing. us anything. Yeah. Nothing. And and that's <laughs> it gets us that just to your point. This movie wanted to be just a hair different than your average eighties yeah. sex comedy. It just wanted yeah. to be slightly askew of the norm. So like as the movie goes on, the room does fill up, but we don't know how. Like suddenly there's <laughs> right, some stuff right. on the walls. And like, uh-huh. there might be neon or I might be imagining it. And then there's some like some chairs here and there. It's like, did they, did they furnish Wendell's cousin's place? Cause that too is well, not a thing you do for a fraternity. Party. No, no, that's right. Towards the end, they like all, oh, they have a table like suddenly in the yes. room that they're yeah. hanging around like a, like a bar top table yeah. that yeah. you would stand around. And it's like, what it, what's happened? Like, I feel what's like there's, there's on? stuff we, we miss. There's scenes we missed. Like there's scenes that they cut. Definitely. You know. Well, I, mean, I guess we'll have to go to the Blu-ray. That's Wendell's. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Wendell's pool floaty makes a is is a big part of that living room uh, redesign. That, the decor. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Speaking of, true. when they go to the they go, they leave the room, they head out to the pool to see what's going on. Mother and Joe they set their sights on Barbara Crampton and Kathleen Kinmont, who, by the way, mm. uh, they will take back to their room. Uh, this fact is noted by millions of other people, so I'll note it here too that uh, Barbara Crampton was in Reanimator and Kathleen Kinmont was in Bride of Reanimator. So oh. there's that fun thing. And this okay. is all to the tune of Ms. Got the Body by Confunction. Confunction. Uh, yeah. What a. I, I want to live in the universe where these are all popular songs <laughs> that one would listen to on your fraternity vacation. <laughs> um, and by the way, they, I, the reason I bring these two girls up, they, uh, they're first of all, they're the first nudity that we get, Erica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, also, I just have a question about them. Are they the girlfriends of Chaz and JC, a.k.a. I, McCoy? Uh, are they friends? Are they gal pals? Because what they do is they on? seduce Mother and Joe. They take them back to their room mm-hmm. and then they pull a little... They get naked, but then they pull a fast one on them, and to which then eventually Chaz and JC jump out and go, "Hey, ha ha ha!" Yeah. So who were these girls? They were in the car earlier with them. They're they're in the car, and then it, yeah, uh, and then they do this this prank on them that ends up being something that Chaz and JC, JT, whatever, have orchestrated. But it's like, uh, ha ha, got you. We humiliated our girlfriends. <laughs> Yeah, you were, right. totally. Right. It, no, it's right. it, it doesn't make any sense because uh, they're 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 trying to lean on like, look, we're gonna we're gonna really mess them up. You're gonna get them turned on, then you're gonna talk about the fact that you have herpes, and that's yeah. gonna freak them out. But like before that, show them your boobies. Like Absolutely. how is that? <laughs> you you'll be naked. You'll be humiliated. Yeah, yeah. it won't right. be yeah. funny and, unless and you both get completely naked. 
and make nice. them think that they're about to have sex, then it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Then, yeah, then you make it seem as though you both have a sexually transmitted infection. <laughs> and and then and then you leave naked. Yeah. It's and hilarious. that's a joke on them somehow. <laughs> because they're because right. they're because they're right. in bed together. Is that it? I I assumed the whole time that it would like that it would be leading up to a picture of the two of them naked in bed together. Uh, Joe, right? And, that's and what Robert. I that's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. same yeah. thing. No, but again, but no, slightly no. askew, <laughs> slightly askew of the eighties comedy norm. We're not going to yeah. quite go there. We're going to no. surprise you. We're surprising no. you. Right. No. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Because uh, what, if any, either one of those girls is Chaz's girlfriend instantaneously as soon as they come in and start talking to the guys after that prank they start the bet which is where right. the movie now significantly changes yeah and also these two the, the two those two women barbara crampton and the other one i i wrote down what is this fame like what what then do they go back to la like what is la like or is it are they do they go to the Chateau Marmont? Is that, are they the toast of the town <laughs> from being in this movie? Cause like, you know, cause there are, you know, now it's, you get on a reality show and you're, you know, and you're like, people celebrate you or whatever. But like, this was a movie that was released on movie screens and stuff. And they were kind of a big part of it. Or did they, were they like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> well, like, what, it. What, how did it change their lives? I, I Do you mean like the actual actresses? That level of fame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, ba Barbara Crampton at the same time had was in Reanimator. So, but it had right. not, I don't believe it had come out yet. So, Reanimator changes her career, but and, but she then was on a soap opera for many years. Oh. So, so uh, I'm trying to remember which one it is, and it's hard to remember because there are literally like most of the cast have all been on soap operas at some point yeah. in time. But yeah. she was on one for a very long time, but basically did a whole lot of horror movies uh, Barbara Crampton did. Um, Kathleen Kinmont, I'm not 100%. I know she did Bride Reanimator, but I'm not sure what else she did. But this movie does nothing does nothing for me. No. What they have okay. in the uh, in, what they have coming up, that's what really, you know, pushes them somewhere else. I, I think she so. was in she God, was in so. Guiding Light and Bold and the Beautiful Barbara Ooh. Crampton. And then lo even longer Young and the Restless for okay. you oh. know, for a long time. No idea. Um you know, a note that I took, we, we a little bit skipped over uh, Stephen Jeffries showing up at the pool for the first time with, mm. with a big floaty and a whole bunch mm. of stuff in his hands. And he, like, does the thing where he, like, sort of gently bumps into somebody and they, like, Whoa! like fly, like tables go flying because he, <laughs> yep. like, brushes past yep. them. And all I wrote was, help him. Yeah. Help him. <laughs> right. Anyone could have been right. like, bro, stop. Yeah. Right. Hey, man. Take one, take one thing off his hands. Yeah. Well, I, okay. I think part of the, part of what might have confused people is nobody else is having the same sensitivity with the pool deck that he is. True. Which made me wonder. You know, he might have had like a B twelve deficiency that was <laughs> causing his skin to be really sensitive, <laughs> or had like Morton's neuroma where you have like a benign growth on your foot and that'll give you some sensitivity. And so, I mean, they were probably so shocked that he was having such a hard time with a pool deck that everyone else was standing on, no problem. Yeah. They're like, this right. guy probably has a foot fungal problem that we don't want to get near. So that is a just very stay fact. We are actively diving in the water you, are you, to avoid his foot fungus problem. How often? often are you diagnosing people with these issues, Mark? How often do you look at somebody 
Honestly, I was halfway through that scene and started Googling foot, like foot sensitivity <laughs> problems. <laughs> You're like, well, that's clear. This is clear. The evidence is here. It's just it like, it's, up. It all adds this is a pruder film does not lie. Check this out. It's all here. <laughs> it's a clear foot fungal problem. We know what's then, happening here. But then, you know, then Wendell gets into the pool and the sun goes down and no uh-huh. one is left except him and the the hot woman that they're gonna Ashley, yes. like mm-hmm. Ashley, yeah. and 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 it's that like eighties like sex revelation music that uh-huh. plays, you know uh-huh. where like like even in the sure thing, which is one of my favorite movies ever, you get that thing of just like there's this like tingly like synth music that plays, mm-hmm. um like as the sun is setting or as there's like a beautiful nighttime vista or something, and they're like something sexy is in the air. Like mm-hmm. he gets that music, um, mm-hmm. and the and Ashley swims up to him, and then and then just kind of swims away. Like it's it's <laughs> yeah. sort of foreshadowing, right? But like mm-hmm. at this time in the movie, you're like, no, this couldn't possibly. This is not how this is going to go. Right, right. It's your first. It's the first sign that like is there something between them? Yeah. But it's so like you're like no, no, this could never impossible. Yeah, I don't know. For I, I don't know if this the movie or just the fact that I see Sheree J. Wilson and Stephen Jeffries, and I'm like, that is not a match that does not make. You know, Mm-mm. that is just Mm-mm. simply not two no. people. I never would ever think to ship those two because it is no absurd, absurd. So what makes the Amanda Bierce relationship make a lot more sense? You look at that and you say that that I can get behind. That I'm yes. for. Though Charlie must be so upset. <laughs> Amanda Beers. Now you're skipping ahead, Ryan. You're skipping ahead. <laughs> to, to, to Fright Night. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Amanda Beers out on the town alone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, that was something Choice. I noticed. Like, notice that, like, and this is a movie written by a woman. Erica, please fill us in. When they see Ashley across from them, she is standing out on her front porch alone mm-hmm. just staring out amanda beers when they finally go to the first club amanda beers is sitting alone mm-hmm. why well we find out later she's a townie no. Still. amanda beers, amanda beers. Okay. so she can just she oh. lives there well, so yeah. for her i think she's out on the town alone because she lives there and she's like "Ugh, these are all tourists in my town i mean you don't know that at the time it's a mm-hmm. little weird because you're like okay yeah. why is this girl here alone and that seems dangerous honestly and fraternity vacation time is probably not the best time of the year for palm springs townies <laughs> right right <laughs> no, big she, pro- she, she normally she's probably normally at that club and it's her and about four other people and she was shocked yeah. and surprised that so many people showed up yeah she's uh, mad because her just her and madman mac yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah by the way played by charles rocket getting a little saturday saturday night live bump there yeah and, exactly uh, He's a special appearance in this movie. He is a special appearance. And he's he's going live from this club. It's this character is like um what if Wolfman Jack had a voice with no character whatsoever? <laughs> <laughs> like what if it were just right. what if like it were Wolfman Jack but he just talked like your dad? <laughs> um that's <laughs> Madman Mac for Hey everybody. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah, your dad turned up a little bit. He's a morning disc jockey who has just been set loose by the schedule yeah. to just go yeah. at all hours. That, you know what? 
that is a thing that I remember happening in the eighties. Like, you know, on Friday night, your top 40 DJs would broadcast from a local from Harpo's or whatever. And that was, a thing. <laughs> so I guess, I guess that's somewhat believable. Um, but I do, I, I love, I love his taste in music. What well, wasn't a thing was being at a club, meeting someone and being like, you want to get out of here and get some ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a that's a part of the movie that I was like I can't suspend disbelief on this one. I no one's <laughs> no. leaving a club and being like let's go get two scoops real quick. I'm let's sick of this scoops. alcohol. Let's go get a let's go get an ice cream like we're twelve. Yeah. I mean, essentially, we're grown <laughs> children. Like they're they're both they're, they they're both yeah infantilized. Um, yeah, very I do much love so. that that yeah. scene is set to the song "Resist Her" by the Comatines, which is a forty five oh. I spent the entire eighties searching for in record stores. Really? Wow. To know of it. Really? Wow. Yeah. To, you never Not found even it? because I like it. Not even because I like it that much. <laughs> Just because I couldn't find it. Right. So then it became like, it became your Moby Dick there. You just It became like, the Moby Dick yeah. and there was no internet. So what was I to do? But like anytime I was in a, a city I didn't live in, I would go through and try to find it. Never could. And before that, uh, just as they, they the first track after Madman Mac does his little speech about being there for the party, Dr. Love by Bananarama is the first song he plays. So... Yeah. Madman Mac got real familiarity with Bananarama and I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk real quickly about the bet strategy. Oh my because God. Because once they get into the bet, there's yeah. two strategies that is being used. Now, Joe's strategy is to get Ashley to feel sorry for him because yes. yeah. he has just had this, cr- this crushing dump. Yeah, um, yeah. I worded that More really specific. well. Yeah, I don't, I don't love that. I, I don't love how that sounded at all. You know what? That would you have changed what? the dynamic I, of the movie quite a that's bit. That's how I'm going to see it from now on. It is not what no. happened. That was but the no, fourth no, like storyline. <laughs> that's the fourth story. That's another scene. That's also in the corner of the living room. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm <laughs> um, sorry. He has had this 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 fake breakup. And he's just totally put out by it. Well, meanwhile, Chaz's plan is to parachute into the pool on a rainbow parachute and on a rainbow a outfit. Parachute. Yeah. yeah, which is going back to your point, Dave. Mm-hmm. Then he just, you know, takes the suit off, sucks in his gut, and announces he's there to uh, that he's a famous author that's about to give a lecture at the local university. So, which is a better strategy? Do you think? Well, I mean, honestly, I think given what we've learned about Ashley as a character up to this point, uh, which is literally nothing at all, nothing um, except that she is blonde and uh, wears swim clothing, um, <laughs> I would say. And she's got a I'd real that, all white look. Yeah. Into the all, she's into, into all the, white. Yes. All yeah. white all the time. White cabriolet. White apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I give the edge to Chaz. Only because um, they, because uh, Joe and Mother, like, hatch the plan to get her to feel sorry for them, and then go down to their seats by the pool, which are right next to hers, which they could have been in in, in this entire time, right? They've yeah. been wasting good time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been to Palm Springs, but getting poolside chairs in Palm Springs especially during fraternity vacation season is a (laughs) nightmare. So like if you claim a seat, you have Mm -hmm. to take it and sit on it all day long because it'll get taken. So they have had, they've had Ashley access 
for hours that they didn't take. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't respect that at all. Um, also, no, I think it's really no. ridiculous to, uh, to fly a gay parachute into a pool. So I don't know. <laughs> it's pros and cons to both. Because to me, my my thing is, I, I saw their plan and I was like, if you are really going to be effective with going, oh, I'm so, he's so my buddy just got broken up with. He's so like you're mm-hmm. are, all you're doing is positioning Joe to become a friend. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's all that's going to end up happening. And that's all right. that does happen. Yeah. Yes. That's all that happens because that's exactly that's a terrible plan. That was an awful it's plan. And they only really double bad. down on it. It's such a bad yeah. plan. It doesn't seem to go anywhere. And it's they just keep going with it. Well, do you think it's because they hatch this plan while they're all hanging out in a sauna? Do you think that may have <laughs> potentially influenced it could have their been. thinking yeah. on this plan? That too. That This raises so many questions because um, we get to a point where it is just the four of them hanging out in mm-hmm. a sauna and nobody else. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's are Do you hate each other? Do you like each other? Are you friendly rivals? Are you unfriendly mm-hmm. rivals? Like, what's your deal? Because it's the four of them seemingly intentionally hanging out in a sauna mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, they're talking about, oh, boy, this girl doesn't like me or whatever. Or like, oh, I'm going to beat you in this bet. And it's like, okay, this is okay. I guess it's kind of a more fun relationship than this, like, sex humiliation prank led me to believe 20 minutes before. Um, and then, so it's like, okay, maybe they're kind of cool with each other, the like frenemies or whatever. But right. then uh, the other two leave and lock them into the fucking sauna and try to kill them. <laughs> like that's yeah. attempted murder guys. Yeah. Well, they have demonstrated Ch- Chaz and JC have demonstrated that they don't understand what a good prank is. Yeah. Do you know what uh-huh. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their pranks right. are already like really suspect. Yeah. You know? So this isn't like a fun prank. However, I'll say the mother and Joe look at it like, ah, they locked us in. Well, mm-hmm. let's get to it. Like we should have we should have seen that one coming, is what they're yeah, saying. Like, they, yeah. right. like this is something that always happens when you're steaming with your frenemies. Yeah. <laughs> right. The first the first group out's gonna like just yeah. lock in the other. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I really, I think this is where I was like, eh, I'm going to watch some porn for a little while. <laughs> it's not a bad thing because this is the point in the movie where like, this is where they're splitting into at least two parts. I don't yeah. know if this is where they're split into your third part, Dave, but no, not yet. Because this is mother and Joe competing with Chaz in the bet. And Wendell just goes off on his own sidetrack and he starts dating Nicole uh, mm-hmm. He gets arrested, he gets released, and he meets, of course, with uh, Nicole's family and finds out that uh, her father is police this, chief. Yes, Ferret, this is my third movie. Played by John Vernon. Yeah, way more than halfway through this movie, we meet its villain. Right, correct. and it's yeah. and it, but like in a way where it's like it feels like there was a scene early on where we met him and we don't like him. Right. We met him. We met him in Animal House, and we were like, "Oh, I don't okay. like him." And then he <laughs> right. just stepped into this, and we're like, "Oh, it's still the Animal House guy. Okay. He's now he's now the sheriff. He's the chief of police of." Uh, this Palm reminds Springs. me of better movies. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I've got to say, the the chief of police in Palm Springs makes a pretty sweet salary. I mean, yes. I, yeah. like, he's I was house. like, "Wow, yeah, that's a great G- that's a great gig. He's got a that nice is, place." That's Melvin's. 
that that place where uh, where they go to have uh, lunch. Um, that is the restaurant attached to the Ingleside Inn in Palm Springs. Um, my favorite place to stay. They um, you hang a thing in your door uh, first thing in the morning, and you tell them how you like your martini, and they bring a cart by at five p.m. and they mix that shit right in front of you. Um, <laughs> wow. It is it's a great nice. hotel. It's a groovy little restaurant. There's a piano bar. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, fully, um, the, the chief of police grabs Wendell and, and there's, this is not a stunt. Like this is a, a full shot. Yeah, like that actor yeah. grabs Stephen Jeffries and pulls him over the table, like a, an empty Muppet. And like, yeah. and, <laughs> and it's like, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking that he is either, he had some, some pulley that was helping with that. Or he's yoked because he does. He yeah. drags him. He one hand pulls him over a table. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Good job." Yeah. Well, it helps that well Stephen Jeffries is maybe like five feet four or something like that. But he's still, small. like he's small. Still, but he's a human he's being. A, he's an adult human he's being. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, do you think this third movie is basically him? The third movie is John Vernon, just like walking around like dirty Harry cleaning up the streets of Palm Springs. Is that what you think? Yeah. And suddenly everyone has a shared enemy and it's him. And so like, (laughs) you know, I guess there's this bet, but suddenly nobody really cares about the bet anymore. I mean, they're like kind of into it. Yeah. We have a common enemy. It's very, yeah. that That's where it becomes like a, a, like a porkies kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, Right. Right. Did we, have we yet gotten to, this strange cover of Madonna's physical attraction. That's not Madonna. No, 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 not yet. no. Okay. It is not. So the sound in the soundtrack, it does not say Madonna does the song. It's not Madonna, but that's why I was confused for a while. Cause I was like, what, who's the song then? Like who? Yeah. It's not Madonna. Right. And they don't say Madonna. If it was Madonna, they would be forward with the fact that it's Madonna. Yeah. And oh, they have Madonna in this, but it's not. And that's the scene where uh, Ashley, who lives in this condominium place, right? That's what she, she lives there, correct? Or, yeah, or is she on fraternity vacation alone? I don't yeah. know. We know nothing about her. No, She's like, going they to... really economized on actors in this movie. Like, nobody has friends. <laughs> like, fraternities don't have more than two people. It's Well, it's... Uh, re- re- fraternities are like a republic, so you just send out a couple representatives well, I guess who true. are going to represent the fraternity <laughs> at fraternity vacation. Yeah. And they're voted in, and obviously one has more uh, seats than the other. That's how you get a pledge, because sure. you, know, you represent a larger uh, a fraternity, so you get more seats. So yeah. it's, 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 this is how it works. They're like, head on out sure on a fraternity enough. vacation. Make sure to beat the chief of police. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the, Don't forget. Uh, that's the victor. The victor beats the chief of police. <laughs> Unbelievable. No, no. The uh, So the aerobics class she goes to is where we hear physical attraction. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, spoiler, we're not getting to this yet, but that's my favorite scene. Oh. <clears throat> because mm. that's the scene where she is doing aerobics to physical attraction and lo and behold in the room, the aerobics room is a pommel horse. 
Yes. Because why not? Because yeah. why not? Yeah. Also, Let's put that in and there. They're doing an unguided aerobics class. Right. Yeah. There is no teacher. Yeah. They're all doing the same thing, but there's nobody yeah. there to tell them what to do. Yeah. They've yeah. memorized. They've just yes. memorized quietly they've memorized and individually because nobody goes together. Yeah. She arrives yeah. in class alone. They've just figured out a routine and they just do it together and don't yeah. say a word. Because yep. that's the policy. Recognizable human behavior is what that is. <laughs> and and so then the best part about about it and why i love this uh scene so much is that the awkward cutting between actual lee mccloskey like making eyes at ashley and then his obvious stunt double doing yes doing the moves yes. on the pommel horse who doesn't even have the same hair it's so <laughs> yeah. different yeah it's they didn't even try yeah they were just like we'll shoot it from the back of the room nobody will know it's so noticeable we're pommel horses everywhere because this came up and girls just want to have fun as well if you re- recall oh yeah the nun everybody yeah. was just like we got to get the next mary lou retton let's just get horses everywhere yeah. just give everyone a shot and see who can be into this yeah. right and wow. let's put it also in the aerobics room because <laughs> that's where and yeah, anyone's allowed they're... to use it during cl- any class time it doesn't matter there's no yeah. rules no yeah i mean it's an easy skill to just pick up yeah anybody <laughs> can just pummel just yeah it's like a stationary bike you just get on yeah. and you know what you're doing. <laughs> well, but uh, do we know that that's the exercise room? Or was it if you didn't want to pay full fee for your membership to the gym and you want to do discount classes, there was a back room, there's a pommel horse. It's where it's a storage room, <laughs> but it's self-guided classes there. Uh, it, it's half price, but you have to teach yourself. But And you might have to navigate around a pommel horse or some other obstacle we might put in there they could have they could have changed the rules but everyone in the complex voted down to raise the hoa fees and they were like no let's not expand this into Mm. a legitimate gym Mm. yeah (laughs) let's just put all of this stuff into one large room and we'll just make it work and everybody's really just focused on one element of gymnastics anyway and that's pummel horse so let's just i love the pummel horse who doesn't love to do it just figure it out. That's what we did with aerobics. We yeah. just figured it out. We didn't need an instructor. We just figured it out. Yeah. Just figure it um, out. Have we... Um, ha- how how far into Lee McCloskey have we, have we gone? <laughs> we haven't gone very far Not at all, Dave. Take us in. I feel like, just I feel the like there's, the there's room to go deeper. I think there's okay. yeah. Yeah. Do we know about the hieroglyph of the human soul? <laughs> I did in research about Lee McCloskey's, but but please, but please. Okay. Uh... So Lee McCloskey is, I think, a lot more like Chaz than maybe even he knew. Um, but he has um, he has uh, a work called the hieroglyph of the human soul, and it's a mural. Um, that is, it's also, he's, he's done a, a, a tarot, but then he also did this, like this, um, mural called the hieroglyph of the human soul. And, um, and apparently it's, he didn't even know it at the time, but years later when he put on 3d glasses and looked at it, he found that it was in 3d. 
And and he was, and I'm just going to quote him here. What? He said, I wasn't expecting it to be 3D. I didn't figure out how to do it. It was inherent in the questions I was asking. As if consciousness itself is saying, you see, I'm far more clever than you think I am. Because you think I'm as clever as you are, and you're not that clever. Um, wow. And it is, there is uh, language on the mural that is its own language called the watcher language anyway i just feel like i know lee McCl- i know a lee mccloskey maybe not this lee mccloskey but i we all know a lee mccloskey yes yeah. yes he has gone full i will be your spiritual guide yes like his voice apparent- is actually that voice like he's uh-huh. he's not doing a character voice that's or he was and it just stuck yeah he has a very like hey I'm very, I'm very wise and knowing and rich Mm -hmm. and I'm charismatic and you should follow me. And he has that kind of energy as this character. And it's like, I don't think he does much acting anymore. I think he's now just. So that brings up a question. If he was a successful actor today, would he still be on this spiritual journey or. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I think you can't get him off it. Yeah. I I think yeah no he's he's definitely like he's um he's bringing you know uh evil eyes and and dream catchers into his like his co-stars and stuff he's definitely mm-hmm. um you know giving you an astrological reading you didn't ask for um he's saying things about your aura yeah um, always reading auras always, he he wrote like he's written like spiritual books correct oh yeah yeah, so of he not. is absolutely that's a rap gift from him. Oh sure, it's his sure. rap. He's yeah. Everyone gets a copy of my book. Yeah, everyone. But then he signed each it. one with like a. He's already signed Ryan. It. He's already signed it. Stay yeah. personalized. How Personal. you are. Oh, <laughs> lovely. I, we all have come into contact with a Lee McCloskey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He signs it. Um, says you are in three D and you should know it. Uh, yeah like you need you, to learn you've always been in 3d <laughs> yeah mm. <laughs> he's definitely he's definitely done the thing where he like um meeting you for the first time you shake his hand and he takes your hand and puts it on his chest <laughs> and he's like feel this it's that kind of thing nice to meet you yeah he does that yeah. it's nice to meet you yeah. <laughs> also oh, i'm lee L E I G H. Like he makes oh, yeah, sure G-H. that you know it's not just L E. Yeah. No. Anyone who meets him, whoever's doing the introduction, is always pulling aside a few minutes before and be like, okay, just be ready for this. Yeah. He's going to take your hand. Yeah. And uh-huh. He's going to put it on yeah. his chest. And you're going to go, no, no, cool. no, no. We, no, no, no. And he does it, you're like, no. oh, he's doing it. He's doing stay it. Qu- stay quiet. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Just let him do it. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna ask her astro- astrological sign. <laughs> mm-hmm. All of this and 100% Trump voter. You know this, right? <laughs> yeah. He's that guy. He's that guy. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Oh totally. <clears throat> you know what? That's being 3D. That's being all dimensions. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can be everything. He's a disruptor. He's a disruptor. I like that. <laughs> um, um, we have this battle with the uh, we had the battle with John Vernon, the sh- mm-hmm. the, 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 yeah. the chief of police. I want to say sheriff, but it's the chief of police. Yeah. And um, they, I mean, you know what's going to happen, except for you didn't know what was going to happen. 
because two people hook up that you're like, wait, what? Because Erica, yeah. you said this to me after we finished watching this. Yeah. And you said, to, you said what? I mean, I said so many wonderful, deep, <laughs> smart, enlightening, engaging no, things. No, we're talking about, we're talking about Stephen Jeffries. Yeah. And Cherie J. Wilson in the end, yeah. hooking up. I, and you were like, what? Why? Yeah, I, I didn't get it. I didn't, I didn't understand like where it was born. Was it just born in her sorrow of being mistreated? And then he said, you know, pointed out a few stars and that's all it takes. Was it the revenge? Dumbest stars. Like yeah. the most yeah. basic the stars. Easiest. Like if you have learned like, one thing about stars, you've learned that's There's the moon. That. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yes. That up there? That's the moon. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, or I didn't know if it no. was born out of like her revenge of like I'll show these guys I'm gonna get right. with. That's what I wondered too. Pledge. Like mm-hmm. I didn't understand. She has been torn down to her to her very core. You know, she's she has really let herself go uh, and, and love these these two different men, um, which uh, we have seen in uh, none of her behavior. But we believe that she has fallen <laughs> yeah. in love with both Chaz and and Joe. Um, and so, you know, learning that it's all been a hoax is, of course, going to be devastating. So I think she's just she is she's a shell of a person at this point. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. she just needs to be shown some pure kindness, which is that's what Wendell is. And Wendell himself is, of course, heartbroken because Amanda Beers is a, a shitty person. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's a terrible Definitely. person. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Though she has, she has her, her moment because essentially she's the reason why he allows both tiny fraternities. It's funny that they have two tiny fraternities, but they did have a giant crowd of people that they just still nonetheless, I guess those were other, other two to three people representatives of other fraternities that had all come and I guess all rented. I didn't realize VRBOs or... You know, yeah. uh, Airbnbs were available back then, but they all just like decided to rent in the same condo complex, yeah. which apparently well, in is the up final at, at the final party when the DJ is talking about you know don't don't drink, don't smoke, don't be too loud. They he says the the Ramada management said yeah. so. This is a Ramada. This is a so he owns Can't your like story a, straight. His cousin owns like lives in a Ramada with a like a two room. <laughs> room in the Ramada what yeah 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 it's very strange it's very strange yeah it doesn't add up just like the ending of this movie to me this was like if they had the movie set up for them tim robbins cameron die were just supposed to like try to help stephen jeffries land a girl and he would be inept and terrible at it and eventually he would find his own way and land with somebody and they would land with their own girls we've we know what the movie is but this movie says yeah. no. I refuse to be the movie you want me to be. I'm gonna be slightly different than that yeah. movie, and I'm gonna be something else that doesn't. It all seems to work, but it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. No, am I and alone? Then, no, not at all. You know, it, it it truly doesn't make sense at all. I mean, the thing, the thing that we um, that we're asked not to believe or not to notice is that Stephen Jeffries is very handsome. Like he's, he's a good looking guy. Like he's, you know, he talks in this crazy voice and whatever. And it's like, and they play up his nerdiness, but he's like, you know, he's a reasonably handsome person. Right. Um, so that kind of makes sense if, if he were, you know, 
not Wendell Tibet and talking about, you know, I love milk and astronomy or whatever his fucking thing is. Um, but like, but then it does come back around to being uh, kind of an episode of the monkeys. So maybe, you know, we, we see some of his directorial skill. Um, the uh, All the boys except for mother are back in the apartment that is now furnished. And, uh, and, and so there's a knock at the door and it's like, oh, that's probably mother. Cause he's not here. And it's like, it's not explained why, why wouldn't he be there? Everyone else is there. Um, like these, the, the, the fraternity guys, the two women who are slaves of, of, of some fraternity are there and Wendell <laughs> the and Ashley yeah. are there. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then it's like, oh, there's a knock at the door and it's like, oh, it's probably mother and let's moon him. And so they do, but it's actually Wendell's mother who we had no idea was going to show up. <laughs> right. Yeah. And why are they sees, there? Why are they there? And she sees all these bare asses. And of course she does what a mother will do in a situation like that. It's just faint dead away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just that was too much. That is yeah. too many butt cheeks. That is a bridge too far. Too many. Yeah. It's all, a lot well, of butt cheeks. Literally almost all mothers. Mm-hmm. While dad yeah. gives the uh, expected pat on the back and I'm so proud of you, son. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... I mean, I I can't I, honestly. I can't say that my parents would have had either reaction, to be honest. If they walked into that situation, um, there probably which, would have been your parents, Mark. My, yes, just Mark's parents, right? Okay, got just it. Mark's oh, sorry, Mark's parents. <laughs> yes, the parents that I know, Ryan, not the ones that you know. I see. Yeah. I was I was not able to imagine myself in that position with my parents at all. So. Congratulations really? to you for even being able to imagine it. I could not. <laughs> well, our... well, when I go to Palm Springs, I go alone. So there wouldn't have been that many asses available. That's true. I, just, I go there just alone and I, you know, just look for a guy who wants to get some ice cream. As all yeah. women do. <laughs> all right. Well, now it's time to go on to our favorite segment of the show. Things I love. And I loved? Oh, just me, I guess. I changed the segment. I'm sorry, guys. It's uh. things we loved and things we hated that's right we're gonna go around and talk about the things we loved and things we hated about fraternity vacation dave what's something that you loved about this movie um my favorite part was um when joe and mother go to amanda bears's house for reasons i don't really remember and they're having a party that we didn't know they were having even though it's later that same day and nobody ever mentioned a party and Amanda Bierce is dressed like a like a little boy dressed like a sailor, and um, and and the chief of police comes out and he's like, "You guys get out of here or whatever." And so and so they leave, um, and then he comes back to the party and 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 it's like a full party in a backyard yeah. mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. like dozens of people uh, around a pool, I think, and uh, and he's like, "There was just someone at the door," you know how like when you're having a party and there are a lot of people at your house and you, and you step away perhaps to the bathroom or to answer the door or whatever, when you come back, you have to tell everyone, well, I'm back now. (laughs) I've returned. I was at the door, but now I'm back. You don't have to do that. I I don't know why I loved that. I don't know why I love that so much. And also like, no, it it was, everyone was very much into their own thing. Nobody was like, Hey, where's the chief of police? He just, he yeah. went to the door as you do when people are coming to your house. Because it's his house. Because it's, it's his, his house, house and he's having a party. Um, yeah. I, that, I don't know why that tickled me, but I, I, that really did. Hey everyone, I went into the, my bedroom and I got some sunglasses for myself. Oh, okay. Oh, 
Is that what? Okay. That's why you weren't here for 90 seconds. <laughs> By the way, they're, they are going and looking for Wendell at the time. That's what mother and Joe are doing. I understand what you don't understand what, what happened. Cause he takes the Jeep and he drives it. And eventually Ashley finds him and he's on the side of the road and the Jeep is up. And having watched right. this movie a few times already for this podcast, I don't know why, like what happened? Why is he on the side of the road? What happened there? It's like, there's so, so yeah. many well, the Jeep broke down. But what's funny is that she doesn't pull off to the side of the road. She pulls up next to the Jeep taking one of the lanes of a two-lane road on and a we've curve. Been on, we've been on that road. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'm That's thinking like a she is around. going to die. She's this, gonna die. How, the, how her car didn't get completely destroyed is, is beyond yeah. me. She's going to die. Uh, Mark, what is something you loved about this movie? Honestly, I loved the beginning uh, introduction to Palm Springs. And really, it's sprinkled throughout the movie of – a world where everyone wears bathing suits all the time, night and day, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. In your car, doesn't matter. On the sidewalk, in a public space, does not matter. Doesn't matter. I thought, watching this movie, and I, I think I watched it, I was in junior high, I thought, high school, college, this is how it's going to be. N- couldn't be further from the truth. That did yeah. not exist in the Rarely. real world. Uh and uh, but there's a scene later on in the movie where there, it's like the I think it is the nightclub scene or the one of the big bar scenes. A guy's walking into the front door in just a swimsuit. I'm thinking yeah. this. Where is this world? Because I was promised this when I was in ninth grade yep. and I have yet to find this world. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it reminded me of how hopeful I was in ninth grade. <laughs> <laughs> there was this whole yeah. fake world that you yeah. were eventually going to have dashed for you. <laughs> yeah. You were never going to be a part of because it doesn't exist. <laughs> Erica, what's something you loved about this movie? Uh, I love Tim Robbins. Mm. He really, I mean, you guys are absolutely right earlier when you're saying every time he's on screen, he just there's just something about him like you're drawn to him. You know, when they were, when uh, he and Joe go to jail and they're in the jail cell together and he's kind of just yeah. like, like making, he's like, bah, 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 like making music mm-hmm. in, into his hands, like pretending like he has a harmonica or whatever. You're supposed to be focused on Joe because Joe's speaking with the sheriff for the, you know, but, yeah, but yeah. you're not like the entire time. <laughs> I'm just watching Tim Robbins. Like he just has that charming, like captivating. You can tell that he's going to be. You know, something he's going to go on and he's going to be a fantastic actor because he's already drawing your attention by just existing in the scene. So and so what's so funny is that the poster of this movie does not tell you that because the (laughs) poster of this is like a cartoon version of Stephen Jeffries like that scene of the pool with but even more so because he has more things on him that he actually has in the movie. And he's like jumping into the pool and he's got all this stuff on him and way in the background. Way behind them is Joe and Mother, and also, you know, Barbara Crampton and, and Kathleen Kinmont, who are also there, you know, with them. And I don't even know if you, you could, if it even is them, or even drawings to even somewhat appear to be them. Yeah. But I think those are the characters, the representation. But they're so far behind; they're like, you know, they're just like, like miniature. a miniature, miniature little version of the back because mm-hmm. they were like, "What's going to sell this movie?" is Shirley J. Wilson and Stephen Jeffries. Yeah. Those are the stars. Yeah. Those are the, the people. Wow. That, and yet, most of the movie is about Tim Robbins and Cameron Dye. Like, yeah. Yeah. most of the yeah. movie is them. Yeah. Like, they clearly take over the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, the the, the department, uh, the promotion department of New World Pictures was like, I don't know about this Tim Robbins guy. 
I'm not buying it. I'm not saying it. Let's yeah. put him way back on the poster. Let's put him very, very tiny. Yeah. Who is Tim? Who is Tim Robbins married to? I'm fully blanking. Susan out. Sarandon. Well, he yes. was married to Susan Sarandon. Wait, what? Yeah. They are no longer yeah. together. Oh, they are not together. This is how I find out. <laughs> Yes, well, to be fair, it was a while ago. God. <laughs> it's not brand new news, but yes, sacred. it was it was a while ago. Ugh. Um, you know what I liked about this movie is I did like that uh like a lot of 80s comedies, they go very broad, and this one yeah. does too. But just when you think it's going to go to a point of being too broad and you and you're going to be like I can't stand this anymore, it doesn't. Like even Wendell Tevet, who is this very stereotypical nerd, and he's got the voice and he's doing the things. But just when you think he's going a little too far, he kind of like wins you over a little bit. He suddenly has a win and a girl actually likes him. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's like it's just when you think it's going to go too far. His parents, yeah. um, who are also like way too far. But just when they do that, the father takes the mother and Joe aside and goes, hey, I know my kid's not that, you know, yeah. you know, he's kind of uh, mm-hmm. got a problem. And, and you're like, oh, OK, so they're not going to be. Yeah. You know, they, they sort of subvert that. Exp- we talked about or, this whole podcast. They subvert expectations the entire movie because you think you're going to get the regular movie and you don't get you don't even get the movie yeah. that they first set up or mm-hmm. maybe even the second movie they set up. And you definitely don't get the third. And that's a tragedy. But um, when he has that great, very realistic moment after he is dragged across the restaurant mm-hmm. by. Yeah. By, you know, the chief of police. Where he like starts crying outside and he's like, You're not who I thought you were. Right. You're not nice. You're not right. a nice person. And you, you hurt like my feelings. This. And he you psychoanalyzes this. her yeah. like really well. He calls Very her wise. out and he's like, You're enjoying this. This is gross. This I don't is... I don't want to be with you. And I was like, Wendell. Remember when yeah. we were watching and I was like, Oh, Wendell. I know. You're like, Wow. <laughs> This is yeah. really a guy who, you know, is very self-effacing. He's very observant. He's yeah. like really taking time to, you know, think about her and think mm-hmm. about who she is. And yeah. like, wow, I didn't expect that out of this kind of character. So yeah. that, I think he'll be a, he'll like be a strong, him. he'll be a strong theta. I really, I think so. <laughs> you know? He's a good flash. It's got what it takes. <laughs> well, we got one vote in and that's good. That's really good. <laughs> So let's go to let's switch to things we hated. Um, Dave, what's something you hated about this movie? Um, I, I I I hated just thinking so hard about those two women and their relationship to the other <laughs> evil fraternity guys. And it starts from the very beginning, like when they're when they're on the street and Chaz and JP or whatever say like see Joe and Mother, and they say hey it's Joe and Mother, and then one of them is like hey do you, do, you, do they know them? And the other girl is like, no, they just happen to know their names. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you're weird to each other. You don't seem to know the guys you're with. You don't know mm-hmm. that you don't. I Did you come from Iowa? Did we meet you here? Why are you humiliating yourselves for these guys immediately? They don't like you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just, I immediately, I was like, I, I don't understand what's happening and I don't like it. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. They are so weird. And I, I, I raised the question earlier because I do not know who they are. One quick thing, though, about them that I did love was at the end of the movie that we talked about when Mother comes in and he's been somewhere else. I guess he was mm-hmm. the last released by the police. I'm not sure. I don't know what Whatever. happened. He's parking. But when, they come in, when they come into the apartment, <laughs> he's, parking, he's parking Chaz's car. Yeah. When, when, uh, when they come into the apartment, uh, the condo, or the Ramada room. I'm not sure. But yeah. um, 
when they come in, they all come in and they have to have the energy of a larger group. And they come yes. in and they're like, yeah. And Barbara Crampton does a circle of the room. And yep. she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she grabs like a beach ball. And she's like, yeah, beach ball. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it is the dumbest thing. And I was like, God bless you, Barbara Crampton. You are trying your best to quite literally fill the room you're in with your energy because there's only six of you and you're trying to make it seem like this glorious moment yeah. where the whole group of, you know, 15 people it works. come in it and, does and seem you don't better. have it. And, yeah. <laughs> and she makes it work. God damn it's, it. She did it. I don't know who she is in this movie. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who she is as a person, but boy, did she sell that one dumb thing so well. My God. Yeah, beautiful. She was tasked with a terrible thing. Uh, Mark, what's something you hated? Um, I really didn't like um, after the they broke out of the sauna. That whole interior pool shower scenario, mm-hmm. I felt they had done. They it was very very poorly cleaned. The grout was dirty. <laughs> Yeah, the shower grout yes. was really dirty. Not it wrong. was the ground that had that really bad tile that's very hard to keep clean. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this is indoors. You have a sauna. There is a mold and mildew problem in here <laughs> that is very hard to keep up with. <laughs> and honestly, I I know this is kind of a bit, but it really bothered me when she, <laughs> when he was up against the shower wall. I kept looking over his shoulder and seeing these brown and black spots on the grout, and I thought, oh boy. Oh boy, you got to get ahead of that. Yeah, it's gross. You got to get ahead of that. <laughs> well, as you pointed out, Mark, that because there is a fungus, that fungus is getting on people's feet, and then exactly. they can't feel the hot, the hot ground. Mm, yeah. Right, they're exactly. walking around. It's a it's a self fulfilling prophecy that's going on there. <laughs> but I would say overall too, and I think this goes back to why I felt that this movie was a, a press release by the city of Palm Springs to not come to Palm Springs. The entire accommodations the outside pool the condos every it was all it all felt a little bargain basement i just yeah. felt like there wasn't a lot of glamour being added to yeah. the uh, the palm springs aesthetic there really wasn't even great vista shots of the mountains mm-hmm. or a sunset a sunrise that's very true that made you look true. at palm springs and be like wow that's a place i'd really love to go visit the, the mountain t- sides, which are beautiful there, they're all in very close in frame, so you can't really see. If you'd never been there, you wouldn't really get that it's in this valley and it's surrounded by these mountains. Um, I, I just, they don't really make it seem like a place I'd want to go to, yeah. no. quite frankly. Yeah. Jack. <clears throat> yeah, they made it seem extremely towny. Yeah. Yes. Like we have one DJ... Like the chief of police is really up in your business and he is like very violent. Yeah. You don't want to come here. There's yeah. like one place everyone stays. Mm-hmm. Like it made and it it's, seem And very... it's not very nice. Right. And and they never even went to the Tamale Festival, which could have <laughs> easily right. fit into the story. At which any happens time. every first weekend in December. And um, which is classically historically when all the fraternities do. That's, fratern- that's fraternity vacation yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, as we all Long know. Uh, Erica, what's something that you hated? You know, I agree with a lot of the things that you guys are saying and it was irritating as well. But I think probably the main thing that I hated was um, how easily Mother was able to avoid that traffic jam. 
um, mm. when when mm-hmm. Joe and sidewalk? Ashley were headed out on their first yeah. date and there was a bit of a traffic jam, he just casually drove up on the sidewalk and got yeah. in front of the other car. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't seem I, in this I day and age it's triggering. Frankly, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's mm-hmm. when I really kind of lost my. I couldn't suspend my disbelief any longer. I was like, no, this is started, too over the top. That's when this you started looking much. at porn at that point. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> you switched yeah. to porn because then that grounds me. <laughs> yeah, that grounds my that reality. Brings you back. Yeah, that brings, that brings you back. me back. <laughs> um, um, I, I, I'm, uh, well, I agree with what all you guys all said, but I, I, my problem was Ashley, and I feel like we've sort of mentioned this, but who is she? She is the lead character. Yeah. Does she live in the condo? If she does, isn't she supposed to be rich? Why does she live in this condo that is taken over during fraternity vacation season? Well, she even that's... says during the dinner with Joe, she's like, you're like me, rich. Right. Like, missing... The only thing we know about her is she said, I know what it's like. I had someone take advantage of me because I'm rich. Yeah. That's literally the only backstory we know about her at all. Yeah. Besides the Which fact that she's Which we knew she pretty. was rich. She has a white bathing suit. Right, she has a white bathing suit, yeah. so I mean, come on. That's And she has a body double. And other than that, we don't know much about her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we just don't know. Mm-hmm. No, never Because will. if it was truly her, it would have had these weird triangular tan lines over her boobies. Yep, yep. yep. But, oh. you know. Wow, way to pay attention to the details, I mean, Ryan. you know, you got to pay attention to the details. <laughs> that's, this, that's what this movie lacked. <laughs> um. This is also, I get, also an 80s sex comedy. So deep characterization and, and arcs are not something that yeah. we're often going to get or, or should we be looking for. Right. But well, that's I just, why even, even sha- I would even take shallow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yes. Which is chat. And that's fine. And I'll yeah. take that. That's yeah. at least something. Yeah. Like, I don't even know Cherie J. Wilson. What, when she read the script, what does she, what do you make out of that? A paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> rent for three months yeah. <laughs> right i mean i just i feel like there's nothing on the page that tells you how to play it other than you have to be the idealized version of a woman for a variety of men yeah um that let's that brings right. us to favorite scenes dave oh. what was your favorite scene oh i just said it <laughs> i think the uh, the thing at the party i love that um but as uh, a second um hmm. really my favorite scene was the dumb thing at the party i love i love that i love that so much yes that is my answer <laughs> and his outfit at that party yeah yeah, yeah. it was it. just this yeah, like skin tight white oh, yeah. sort of tra- like see-through polo shirt yeah that was yeah, tucked into I... white pants like just it, it was amazing yeah fantastic. it was really amazing mm-hmm. uh mark what's your favorite scene um, definitely when, uh, Chaz parachutes into the pool, uh, yeah. it is so over the top. Mm-hmm. He's parachutes into this pool. He gets out of the pool, does effectively a strip tease yeah. out of the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the mm-hmm. same time, I, I was, I couldn't help but keep thinking who is the sorry sap that's trying to pull that fucking parachute out of the pool right now. Because <laughs> that shit's heavy. You've got to get a group of people. Uh-huh. And someone's going like, son of a bitch, there's a... Why yeah. did you have to land here? There's someone on a flotation device, and that thing is just floating up on top of them slowly. And they're like, what? 
what do I, I, I have a beer and I'm sitting, I'm in the sun. What do I do? And it's just like on their knees. And they're like, why? It's just crawling up me. Right. How do I get out of it? And someone on the edge of Someone on the edge of the pool is like, can you kick that thing over? Kick it, lift it, lift it. It's going to get full of water. I need to pull it out. I imagine it's the same people that he has later that just bring in champagne for everyone. Yeah. Right, right. He's he, but, he just, you know, yeah. uh, Erica, did I see your favorite scene? Yeah, my favorite scene, um, I think, <laughs> is actually when they go when they go to get ice cream, when they leave the bar and go to go okay. get ice cream. Stephen Jeffries. And then he immediately drops the ice cream, like he gestures, and the ice cream falls off. Yeah. Of course. And then he continued to eat the cone. I don't know something about that. I just found like very charming. He's like, like, oh well, you know, like he didn't just toss the whole thing. Like he still continued to like just take bites from the cone and eat it. It wasn't his first time. This wasn't the first time he had made this kind of error. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, it didn't throw him, and it just felt like yeah. a very kind of real thing that you would do, where you you're it's a first you know date and you're already feeling awkward mm. and then you drop your ice cream and you're like ah, i'll just eat the cone so i'm not, so i have something to do with my hands mm-hmm. like i don't know i found it kind of endearing yeah, you know? yeah. it's very wendell subverting your expectations yeah. yeah that's wendell for you yeah, yeah. classic wendell <laughs> all right it's now time to jump into final questions here are our final questions for fraternity vacation guys who puts a weber right next to the pool <laughs> Nobody. I mean, that's not that's not on Wendell Nobody. that he falls in yeah. the pool. That you don't no. grill with the it right next to it, right? And who does that? Yeah. Nobody, Nobody, right? Yeah. Nobody. That's Nobody. insane. Um, didn't you? Didn't it feel like the scene where Stephen Jeffries and Amanda Bierce were on horseback got just cut too quick? I forgot about it completely. <laughs> yes, that felt like. Wait, there, there's a comedic thing that happens there. That's a whole set piece. C- completely forgot it. Yeah, <laughs> and and you once this podcast is over, you will again. That's right. Yeah, no, I already did. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, um, okay, uh, I have to note that the scene with the guys in the steam room is that going to help you in inspiration, Erica, for steaming? Obviously. Okay, if, for Dave to know, uh, Erica would like to recreate a movie that we watched for this podcast called Steaming, and she wants it's all women at a steam bath in England and Erica wants to redo it with all men in a steam bath called steam. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Terrific. There you go. Terrific. There yeah. you go. Yeah. All right. Um, this is perfect. Matt, Matt and, uh, Matt and Dave Matt, are locked in. Matt and uh, Graham Skipper are also, they're yeah. all in. So right. Matt and Graham and Dave. We, all right. All right. Great. Awesome. I can't. We, we and Ryan and Mark them. have to be in it by default. <laughs> right. So. And that but, means you know. we have our five and whoever gets out first gets to lock in the others. Cause that's, that's right. the rule. <laughs> All right. It's a fun prank. We all love to play. Um, After they break out of the steam room, Ashley's there and they decide to use the situation to their advantage. Right. Um, And they go, what do you do? Uh, What should I do to help him? He's trying to kill himself. So she suggests a cold shower for diaphragmatic circulation. This is confusing to me. One is a cold shower conducive to circulating the diaphragm. Can the diaphragm be circulated? <laughs> I think she means thermoregulation, which brings down your body temperature. Follow up. Do you need to be naked for this procedure? <laughs> Obviously you do. Yeah. I mean, in steaming, you will. Well, yes. Of course. That will be required. Well, you're in a steam room. You yeah. have to be naked. Does diaphragmatic circulation, is that anything you've ever heard? No. 
No, no, but I, I, I wasn't. I didn't look at this movie as like a precursor to med school, so I was. No. Like, <laughs> I was just looking yeah. for any clue as to who Ashley was. Did she go to med yeah. school? Like, I'm just looking. I'm picking up anything that she's saying. It. Going, I'm trying. <laughs> Yeah, God bless. I'm not. I know. I know. And then I thought, is she fucking with them? But like, look, I don't. I know so little about her. I don't know if she's trying to. No. The the one thing the, the one thing that we know with for certain is she's incapable of fucking with anyone. <laughs> she has zero personality. Would never think right. like, oh, this is a chance for me to turn the tables on you. She's not. Yeah. Um. How did Ashley not see Mother and Joe on the roof of the building across from her taking pictures of her in the middle of the day? Yeah. Yeah. Related, uh, the guy at the Photoshop who's like, I know, I'll comp the naked lady into the picture of you in bed and it'll look like you guys had sex. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. there's got to be laws against that, right? You can't just walk into a Photoshop. <laughs> in a place where you don't live like they don't they don't have a relationship with that guy this fraternity vacation they just got there you can't nobody's gonna that's not that's not the world this is also pre-photoshop that shit's hard it is but speaking of the guy at the photoshop where can i get that i am a camera t-shirt yes. it's a hot t-shirt that t-shirt was amazing. Uh, it's played by comedian Franklin AJ, by the way. I'm so glad they hired a comedian for a role that's nothing. That I completely it's forgot not funny. about. Until you it's not funny, it. and yeah. you don't use the, the best of him at all. One non-white person <laughs> yeah. is a criminal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A sex, of course. A sex course. creep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. Okay, that's the end of final questions. Uh, time for right. a little quick research. And the research, just a couple quick things about the movie. This was shot at the Casa Verde condominiums in Palm Springs, which is still there. And I found some VRBO listings there if you want to stay there and relive do it. Live the Let's magic. Let's do it. I do. How much per night on that one? Huh? It wasn't too bad. It was It was not bad. It was under, It. I think it was like 85 bucks. Oh, Which, you weren't looking during fraternity vacation season then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not fraternity vacation season, so this no, is off season. But yeah. I wouldn't step anywhere near that indoor pool. No. Because imagine the fungus yeah. now. Imagine yeah. it. No. It, you can't. You can't. But I mean definitely. It's like trying to imagine your mom seeing you and all your friends moon her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. next no. to impossible to can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um another Fright Night alumni. Uh, in this movie is Brad uh, Fidel who does the score. The main oh. theme is called mm -hmm. Beginner's Luck, which is appropriate. It plays at the end, the closing uh, credits, uh, and has a real Mentos quality to it. Hey boy, the odds are in your favor. First you begin in the Not wrong. I mean, yeah. yeah. Has a real Not Mentos wrong. vibe. By the way, at this point, Brad Fidel had already scored a little movie. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called The Terminator, mm, which is bananas it? that it's the same guy <laughs> that scored yeah. this movie that did The Terminator. Special appearances. We have four special appearances in this movie. We already talked about John Vernon as the chief 
police, Charles Rocket as uh, Mad Mad Mac. Brett Eklund makes a special appearance as the bar server Yvette. Uh, she's Why? like a star from way back. She's from Get Carter and The Wicker Man. She was married to Peter Sellers at one point and also dated Rod Stewart in the 70s. Um, at this point, she was basically making special appearances in movies like Fraternity Vacation. Nita Talbot, uh, she played Mrs. Ferret, the chief's wife. And she had been on Hogan's Heroes and General Hospital. And she had had like a 30-year career at this point. And she had just been in the exploitation uh, film Chained Heat in 1983. And would go on to be in Puppet Master 2. Barbara Crampton was in part one. So, you know, there you go. Um, Stephen Jeffries. So the thing about Stephen Jeffries that we've already mentioned is that he's one of a a select few actors um, that go from mainstream films into porn. Um, Scott Schwartz, who played Flick in A Christmas Story, he actually worked in the porn industry and did a variety of non-sexual roles and administrative roles throughout the 90s. That was basically his bread and butter. So he's, he's, I guess, the extra or he's the guy... (laughs) I don't know. Writing a ticket on the car and then the guy's like, damn it, and then goes inside and has wow. sex. I don't know. I don't know what, what a non-sexual role in a porn is, but he but he did it. Um, this one blew me away. Spalding Gray appeared in three porn films in the 1970s, notably Farmer's Daughter in 1976, but I imagine that that all stopped because he started monologuing, and they were like, all right, they got to call it here. Sorry, Spalding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in, a, in a sex part? Yeah, yes, wow. yes. I looked up Farmer's Daughter, and they have the list of scenes of, like, who's having sex, and he's has sex with a couple different women in it. I'll be damned. Uh, yeah. Simon Rex, MTV VJ? Pre-MTV. Was that pre? It was. He's about to be in a, he's going to be in the new Sean, uh, what's his name, movie? Um, the guy who did the Florida project and tangerine, um, he's done a new movie and it's about a guy who like is, uh, a porn star who's trying to leave the business and goes back to his hometown and whatever. And it's, it's playing in uh, con. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's so, awesome. so he re- so porn was a real, he's going to be a real boost. He could explode. We don't know. Well, I think he probably did for sure. Yeah. No, see, I, okay. So I knew, um, he was before my time at MTV, but the, uh, the head of like talent was the same guy. And, uh, and he told me the story of like when Simon Rex knew that the, uh, the porn stuff that he had done was about to come out, um, or like his, his past was about to be revealed and they were at the, the winter lodge and they were on a, a ski lift, the two of them, head of talent and Simon Rex. And they were just like talking, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then it got up to the top and the thing went up. And Simon was like, uh, I jacked off on film a bunch of times uh, like five years ago. And they're all about to be released. Okay, bye. And like just skied off. <laughs> and, uh, and so that's how, that is how everybody found out. And then, and then it was. It was like in the Village Voice. Like stills from it were out and whatever. And it was actually like it didn't hurt him at all. Hmm, well, uh, it's a good D. Yeah. So look, uh, honestly, I started doing research. There is way more than you think. There right. is a good amount of people, and Stephen Jeffries is one of those. Though, of course, he is now back at trying to make uh, legitimate films again. Um, he started in 1998. That's where I read a, a, a interview with him where he was talking about what he did in between in the 90s, and he said, "I just." He said, I did some gay adult movies and TV and some plays. 
because he mm-hmm. was just uh, trying to eat, trying to yeah, mm-hmm. doing his thing. And then he yeah. started in 1998 in a movie called Famous Again. And he's basically more recently been a lot of like indie genre films, you know, mm-hmm. um, probably capitalizing on the Fright Night fame that he still has. Yeah. But he's back yeah. at it. He's still trying to, you know, still trying to make it happen for himself. I'm going to hit, <laughs> we hit salute him up you. for steaming. What's that? I'm going to hit him up for steaming. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so that is it for us and Fraternity Vacation. Dave, thank you so oh, much for being here. Thank you. So thank, thank you. Thank you. I wish this movie had a catchphrase because I would say it right now, but it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> There's not doesn't. even like a fun thing that the guys say to each other as Fraternity Brothers. Nope. It's just, they it's, don't. There's not. No. Nope. They just do that like head smacking thing. Yes. Oh, that's they do do head smacking thing. Like, yeah. smack yeah. their that's, own that's all that. heads a no, bunch I don't of times. Do that. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was the one frat-like moment that we get in the whole thing. Yeah. It even sort ends of. with a freeze frame of them just waving. Also, why are they seeing them off at the airport? Why is anything happening? Why is anything happening? <laughs> at the end, and they're just waving uh, to him like, see ya. Uh, yeah. I, get, I don't Bye-bye. know. We're friends yeah. now. I, yeah. I don't know. This movie was so weird. Thank you for bringing it to the podcast. We appreciate oh it. My Thank God. you for being here, Dave. Loved a having dream. you. Um, this can, has been a ball. Uh, can, uh, where can people find you? What's going on? Do you, let the people know what's going on with you. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Dave Holmes, and I'll I'll, I'll plug my stuff there. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, but there's we're doing the Friday Forty at Dynasty Typewriter, or you know via Dynasty Typewriter, still online um, on June 25th with guests TBD, maybe Stephen Jeffries. Um, you just never know. <laughs> you never know. That'd be perfect. What kismet. He he would do it. I bet he'd do it. Oh, he'd yeah. do it. Oh, definitely. Well, uh, find Dave if you're not following him already. It's an excellent follow. I follow Dave on, on a variety of my Twitter accounts. Thanks. And uh, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening. Give us a five star review if you get a chance. Don't forget to write us at info at newworldpodcast dot uh, And thank you so much for being here on the New World Pictures podcast. See you next time, everybody.